what is this place you're in? So, yeah. So they went. He went and got that, and then I'm holding the lightsaber up, and he did a he did a screenshot, and then he put it up on his Instagram. There's a picture of me holding the lightsaber. Is there a bathroom, real quick? Let me do that. And then you're back at two and then five thirty. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, and I gotta ask you, do yes. you think that the 5:30, it's only gonna be about a 30 minute one? It's yeah. a special announcement. Oh great. Is there any way we could drop it, lickety split? Yeah. Sure, sure, absolutely. All right. Yeah, I have that. I know, and I also asked you to do the uh, the Donna Addicts one too. Is, yeah, I, I sent it to you last night. I don't know if you got it. Oh, I didn't. It was, it was super late. Okay. Back. All right, I'll try to have it. I got wrapped up here and I went home and uh, yeah, I was I was eating, which you know in real life. Yeah. I just grabbed it. I, I, uh, I All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You know, Fred, I should come do a dose on steel mace. Yeah. I'm afraid my wrist may not be able to do. I'll do a workout. But What'd you do to it? Well, the tendinosis from my hairstyling. Oh. Really bad carpal tunnel. I well, I've been working. I've been working with people on it, and everybody's got their issues. Well, current right, client, right. he has a shoulder thing, but I am armed with. I I, I saw that happening. I, I was like, you can't just give people a ten pound mace. Uh, like my one coach, everything is ten pound. Right. I'm like, nah, man. You know, even dudes might need something lighter. So I went out and I purchased these beautiful wood maces that are the same length but they're only four pounds oh, much yeah. and and although it doesn't give you the same feedback as a, as a as a heavier one for the swings it actually teaches people the patterns without aggravating things i also have a five pound and a seven pound they're just shorter handles okay, but yeah. that's not a big deal and, and i do a wednesday night class in asbury which is so fun because it's in a yoga studio sure. and they have cork floors ah. and you have to be in bare feet they don't let you have shoes but the cork is kind of almost spongy Right, and right. when you flow and you step, it has like almost like this, like it like energizes you. Ah, I, I can't, yeah, yeah, like huh? like you kind of like spring off of yeah. it, and it just feels soft, but not like like this. It's just you. It's, just it's a different right? sensation, and um, awesome and yeah, and I've I've used the wood maces there, All and right. and I'll do, and then because. I'm in a yoga studio. I'm like, well, let me see if I can figure out like some yoga stuff I could do with Mace. Right, so yeah. that kind of you, you know, you put yourself in a weird situation. You're gonna get imaginative, yeah. And then because of that, you're gonna create things from it, you know. And um, that's like, you know, the perspective, the mindset stuff, yeah, yeah. you know. And um, I, I would love to show you. Well, I that's can, true. Like everybody's at a different starting point and fin finish point, so you have to always modify. Modification is so important in life, yeah. you know. Yeah. You have just and, patience and modify because not everybody can do. It. That's why. Group exercise is tough for me because I'm so athletic. I want to do what you're doing, and I'll hurt myself yeah. to keep up. That's so one of the problems with CrossFit. Yeah. People get themselves hurt because they see somebody walks in the class. You've been there for six months. They walk in, and a week later, they're doing twice the weight, and right. you're like, oh, I should be doing it, and then you get hurt. And you get hurt. Yeah. So but, I always say you got to stay in your own lane in life Yeah. because when you look at somebody else's success in life, whether it be financial or anything, you don't know what they gave up to achieve that success. Right. Or, or what leg up or nepotism inspired them or helped them to achieve that. Yes. You know? or for me, I wanted to be with my kids when they were little, so certain things I gave up, but it was for the benefit of raising good, strong kids, right. too. I didn't have somebody else raise my kid, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, we're going to, there's your microphone. We're going to just keep BS and get used to it. Um, it you know, it works better the more you're in, but the miking is pretty good, uh, but try not to sit back too far. Okay. 
Right, man. Yep. Oh, yeah, just as uh, close as the mic as possible. Yeah, we did an interview with somebody, and they were sitting back, and I'm yeah, all up we'll, here. Uh, yeah, yeah and you can't. It's different. This, so I, I mean, if you want to sit back, you can. So this one, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. I've got these. I don't know. Yeah, they're just I feel like Bob Barker with this. Yeah. I, mean, that's, that's, <laughs> I love Bob. Bob we're big Price is Right fans. So Me too. But uh, you're, yeah, you're perfect. Right you. And, uh, you can hear yourself on the All right, yeah. Well. Okay. And where do I not look? Up at the screen? You don't have to look <laughs> at the camera, yeah. Right. Like, the ca it, like just. the YouTube is just here for the video. Okay. You know, it's not like we're doing a TV show, like... Like, okay. while right, you're right, talking, right, right, I'm right. looking. Yeah, right, none right. of that. I'm getting... And it's black and white, right? You film yeah, black, and white? black yeah. and white? Yeah, I do black and white. Yeah, because... the black and white film in color. But yeah. That's cool. If they have to render it, but yeah, I we figured... We all look better in black and white. Yeah, that, and, <laughs> and also it's kind of like the, the colors of, of right, Steel right, Mace Nation. Right. It's black and white. Right, right, right. So I was like, yeah, film it in black and white, and it's a little different. I think of one podcast out there that's in black and white okay. that I, I actually like. It's a Marine... Um, I don't even know if he still does it in black and white or not, but I'm like, yeah, I like black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It stands out nice. And yeah. like you said, it goes with the whole, you know, mindset and it's what you're teaching. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. I like that. All right, good. Yeah. So we're ready to go. We're Whenever recording. All right. Okay, here we go. All right. What's Swinging Nation? Welcome back to the podcast. In the studio with me today is Danielle Piccolo. Danielle is a good friend of mine. I've known her for a while. We've stayed in touch over the years, and um, she is always putting out uplifting messages and stuff like that on social media that I always look for. Um, one of her talents is being able to deliver an awesome, uplifting message in less than a minute. Hello, Instagram. Uh, Danielle, thank you for coming onto the podcast. I really appreciate this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is awesome. I'm, I'm really happy to have you here. And, you know, let, let's tell the audience, like, we just we were just talking a little bit, right, and about this stuff, and you are going to be the first interview of a person who actually has never swung a steel mace. <laughs> uh, but... We're gonna we're gonna try to fix I've that. I've only sprayed mace. I haven't swung it. <laughs> right, I'm gonna stay away from you then. No, no mace inside the building. Right. But yeah, you know uh, that's your only fault. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> other Thank than you that, for that, other than that, you are 100 perfect. But yeah, I wanted the audience to um, meet you because you are excellent at delivering great messages and. Um, the audience is like a blend of coaches who are actually working with people, right? So they could benefit from this uh, as far as learning how to, like, you know, give a message to somebody. Right. Uh, we live in this fast-paced time. And, you know, sometimes you have like 20 seconds, right, to make mm -hmm. an impression. So uh, you got to bring your best. You got And, you know, no pressure on anybody, but you got 20 seconds to, you know, seal the deal, right? Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> Danielle, you are excellent at it. Uh, but... Uh, under it all, it's the passion, right? Um, I know you're a realtor. You you helped me sell a house. Uh, great job on that, by the way. Uh, but you also have this passion to connect with people. And I felt that from the first time I met you, and you it resonated with me. And if that is something that happened with me, then it's got to be happening with other people. You know, especially since you're out on social media and everything. So, uh, welcome to the show, you. and you know. Thanks for bringing your energy in here. I so appreciate it. Yeah, let's let's hear about it. So, uh, where did it all start for you? Um, 
Well, let's go back a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. As much as I'm a realtor now, and I appreciate that career, I was a hairstylist for 20 years. I started very young. I was in Vidal Sassoon, and I worked for a great salon. But having people come into your chair and sit there and have to create a relationship very soon and, and comfortability and is something, and I can touch people early on without them being cringy. I mean, that's a great profession about mine is you yeah. don't have to, it's hands on. Yeah. You know? Um, and I would remember people saying to me, God, you can talk to anybody, whether it be the five-year-old in the chair to the 65-year, it didn't matter. I was always able to find something to connect with them. Um, and I always felt that that was good energy for me. I always liked being around people. and I always liked new customers coming in. And I still have customers 20 years later. So to see them stay with me through the years, and now I'm selling their houses. Like, so now we've, you know, we've catapulted to that new arena, which is great. Um, and with you know selling your your family home too, things like that are very important that people remember me for all the good qualities I have. And then I figured, you know what? Let me take it to the next level. You know, as an agent, it's very hard to get exposure. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but everybody seems to have a billboard now. It's, yeah. it's gotten a little insane, and everybody has their own channels, and there is marketing, and, and they're all um, branding themselves. And I just wanted to be authentic. I just wanted to share a message. You know, I have two sons who are growing up in a world that to me is very different than the world I grew up in. So I wanted them to have self-reflection. I wanted them to see people, you know, and not just see themselves. I feel the best way to help yourself through your problems is to help somebody else, you know. I feel happiness is great, but I get joy when I help somebody else. And joy is how I think I flourish in life. So I'm a big believer in the word joy. I don't think it's used enough. I think people use happiness, and there's a big difference with that. So I had gone to a seminar about a year ago in New York for agents, and I came across this woman who was a guest speaker, and she was a big Facebook you know, guru, and she said a one-minute video is like speaking 1.1 million words of text. Wow. And I left there going, you got to get on video, Danielle. You have... You have a lot to say. You don't mind putting yourself out there. I don't have to look pretty every day to do it. Some days it's when I roll out of bed. It's the authentic me, you know? Yeah. And I started doing it. And my first one was nerve-wracking, and then you're in the second, and then you go your first week. And now I'm, like, at episode 300. Like, it's unbelievable how it's just kind of taken off. You Daily. Know? You're doing – yeah, it's so – it's called Danielle's Daily yeah. Dose. Yeah, I, lo I love catch-on words. I'm yeah. a big player with yeah, that. Yeah, no. I'm very good in advertising, so I wanted to have something catchy. Um, and through the Daniel's Daily Dose came my Feature Fridays, which is another great avenue of connecting to businesses, uh, local businesses that I use, local businesses that are new and need exposure. And that has connected me now with my community even more so. So I really appreciate that aspect of my Feature Friday. And I hope to do the uh, a feature one day on Shoreline Mace and get that mace in my hand one day. And yeah, absolutely. really be able to, you know, have the whole mind, body, and soul. But um, Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Definitely. But um, my children, like I said, I have a 15-year-old son and a 9-year-old boy. Um, and the way it's changed and enhanced our relationship is probably the best part of it all, I have to say. As much as I love leaving an imprint, like I mentioned to you, I want my great-grandchildren, they're going to look back one day and go, oh, my God, look at Grandma, you know, or look what she said. I really hope that this is leaving an imprint for my family as much as others as well. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, this, is, this is amazing. So right off the bat here, what I'm picking up, is how mindful you are of everything. And this is something that uh, circulates around a lot in the steel mace community. We talk about being mindful because uh, using the steel mace the way we do, you have to be present and accounted for and be aware of what's happening and, and focused, right? So <clears throat> like your daily dose, uh, to me, 
to do that every day seems like quite a task. Um, and then once you commit to that, I mean, once you get to a certain amount, you can't stop. No, that's it. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of trying something new is when you get to a point where it just it becomes something that's part of you, actually, yeah. you know? And I, there has been a day or two I've missed when I lost my pet. I couldn't dose that day, or we were on vacation for two weeks. So I've taken very few days off. I've yeah. always tried to. Even if I'm on the beach at the vacation, it's there. It's talking about the tides. You know, that was a great episode I thought of. You know, we put so much effort on ourselves to be the same every day. And you look at the ocean. It goes through four different tide changes a day. You know, ebb leads to hide, and then, I mean, um... Flood leads to hide, and then ebb leads to low tide. And I say, like, let the world wash over you. And, and like, go, in up, go up and down with it. Don't just think you have to fight through it, because when you fight through it, you're going to lose energy, and you're going to drown in that yeah, life, you right? know? So you have to, I think, go with the tides. And, and I teach my kids this is a very important tool. You know, most of life is the same ingredients, right? We wake up, we have work, we have jobs and school. It's very similar day-to-day um, expectations, but some days are overcooked. Some days are delicious. I, I don't know what the reasons are. You're, we're all doing the, mostly the same things, but you can't look at that batch and go, why is it overcooked, and overanalyze it. To me, throw it out and start fresh tomorrow. But after a week, if you don't have delicious cookies, you better reevaluate those ingredients then. Yeah. So to me, it isn't a daily. You can't daily give yourself a hard time. You have to let yourself go with those ebbs and low tides because that's how life is. It isn't always the same, you know? Right. But so many of us get fixated on ourselves and what do we do wrong. And I say when things happen to you, instead of saying, why is this happening to me? Say, what can I learn from this? Am I learning something about somebody else's personality never to get involved with that kind of person again? Because there are people I steer away from. You sure. Know? There's people yeah. I gravitate towards and there's people I you know, stay away from. But the people I stay away from, I will prey on them to be a better person. You know, I don't want to dismiss them. Right. It's um, just not, not a connection. It's not a connection. Yeah. And I'm not going to f- pressure, and I'm not going to try to fit that peg in a hole that doesn't fit either. Okay. But now let me challenge you with this question. Uh, in your uh, line of work as a realtor, mm-hmm. right, I mean, sometimes you have to work with people that maybe you don't mm. quite connect with, and you can't just no. stay away from them. So now we're kind of turning that concept on its head, but I, I wonder what is it that you – is there um, something that you use, an idea or um, mentality that you put yourself in to be able to do that? Well, I feel – like I say, I, what can I learn from this person? So okay. even if I'm not enjoying their – and with work, you have no choice. Sometimes yeah. you have to just – you got to go with the flow. And I've – you know, it's a tough business, you know, that we – you know, I, unfortunately, people think that we're un- unauthentic or that we do the underhanding things, and that's not me. You know, I tell people all the time, I'm not motivated by money. I'm motivated by giving you value because we can close that house, but a year later, you're st- I still want you to love me for finding you that house. Um, but when I deal with an agent who's tough, and I've had times where there's been unethical things happen, and I've had to go to certain routes, I've always maintained my integrity. I never let them see me falter, see me shake, see me rattled. I believe if... If I have to hang up the phone and just let it marinate over me, I feel it's really best to just think about what you say, you know, instead of just putting it out there. But mm-hmm. it's tough to, when you're dealing with somebody who's not like you and who's not putting their clients first like you do. Um, so for anything, it teaches my clients how val- valuable I am. I like Because when we work with somebody who is not doing those things, they're aware of it. They see how the transaction's going or they see the communication breakdown or the, un- you know, the transparency that isn't there. 
So for me, it's a it's helpful for me because it shows how good I, I am at my profession and yeah. you know, how much I value that. So definitely, it's true. You know, you I think you know within schools, I'm on PTA boards and stuff like that, or board of ed meetings. You don't always agree on everything, and you can't always fight for everything. But I try to learn from something. I try to articulate as best as I can. And if I have nothing nice to say, I say nothing at all. Yeah. I really don't want to ever put. I believe in bridges, you know, and they connect people. But right. when you burn them, then you're you're stuck, you know. Yeah, so, that's gonna put yourself out right, completely. Right. At least if you have a a, a bridge connecting right. you with somebody, even if it's somebody you don't connect right. connect with, uh, uh, you know, mentally, it's still going to be better, and it's more positive, right? right? You're gonna walk away from that feeling better inside your heart, Absolutely. right? I have friends, and they may laugh when they hear this analogy. I, I call relationships like a bookshelf. You know, you don't, especially in the world we live in now, you stay connected forever. I mean, you know, when I went to high school, we didn't have, we had the home phone. When you came back from college, you had to call the parents. Like, you didn't have, you're not connected with people forever like you can be now, yeah. you know. Um, so when I look at my friendships or my relationships, I look at them in a bookshelf. You know, when you read a book, sometimes you don't get rid of it. You put it on the top, put it on the bottom. The ones you're reading are going the frontal. So I move people around my bookshelf a lot, you okay. know. it's <laughs> To me, it's a way... To never get rid of somebody um, unless they really hurt. I mean, of course, you know, I think when there's people that are just, I'll never put them on my bookshelf, they're going right to goodwill, you know. <laughs> but I do believe that that happens in life. You know, as you go through changes, certain people come into your life back again. Like I mentioned, some kids from high school I'm reconnecting with through my daily dose. Yeah. You know, maybe people I didn't have an affiliation with. We were at different social groups, but now we're reconnecting again. So he's back on my bookshelf. It's somebody who I appreciate now and who I follow on social media, you know? So I, I really appreciate that effect of knowing people and knowing where to place them in my life. And it's not using them. It's just being able to have everybody at your disposal when it's possible for you and to know that people go through tough times and they may need to be off to the side a little bit. Yeah. Um, but right. I'm a big believer when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. You know, if somebody's showing you they're a good person, they're valuable... You know, it's genuine. It's genuine. Yeah. And, and for all of us in the world, when you say something positive for somebody, they want you to have like five or six reasons why. But if you say something negative, we believe it firsthand. You know? <laughs> yeah, you, that's you, a good you, point. It's true. Yeah. You say, you're right. like, oh, yeah. But if I say something positive, you're like, well, show me. How, I don't know how you, how'd you come up to this conclusion. Yeah. But negative, people just feed on it. It's, and it's really breaking down, I think, just people as a, a generational. You know, I don't think this has just happened now. Right. You know, people can blame certain things of why it's happening, but I think it's a generational problem. I think that we are not putting a lot of effort into raising good, strong kids that are confident, and the world makes us nervous. The world gives us anxiety now because there's so much negativity out there. Yeah. The news, everything projects negativity. So few things project positivity. Yeah. Right. It's such a shame. So if I can just have this small little, even for me, just this small little one-minute dose every day, it keeps me better, it keeps my family better, and the ripple effect is now my community and my friends, you know? So I've been very thankful for that dose, you know? And I and I, I don't know how it'll be when it ends. I don't know if I'll continue doing it or if I'll bridge the gap to a podcast or where the next step will take, but yeah, yeah. I'm so thankful for where I am now and whatever it leads me, which is here today, is right. amazing. Yeah, right? this is your first podcast, right? It's my first podcast. Yeah, I'm honored to be the first podcast, and I do see you just, like, being all over podcasts, you know, in the future. Um, and, you know, you, you said something, like, really cool, though, that, you know, you don't know what it's going to be. What's it's a journey, right? Mm -hmm. We're on a journey. I, I always emphasize this. How does that feel inside you when you think about it like that? My journey. Yeah. 
Um, it gets me excited. You know, butterflies are good to have. Yeah. I think um, comfort zone is something we all can get really comfortable with, and this pulled me out of my comfort zone. Right. Uh, but now I'm comfortable in it. So it's funny how it pulled me out of something, but then it ended up becoming something of ease and, and comfortability, and I look forward to what I'm going to write. Um, I get inspiration from everywhere, from, you know, talking to us. I'm very connected with my senior citizens. I love that community. I, I just think they have so much to share with us. I would really love to have more youth connected with the senior citizens because the change in the world is so dramatic. You know, yeah. like I think I have more in common with a 70-year-old than with a 20-year-old because uh, we only had eight stations growing up and we right. didn't have all this other stuff. And, and, and they actually say like our age group is imperative in this world right now because we're bringing so much from our youth and, and we're, now we have to traject into what's going on now. We yeah. can't be 85 and go, oh, I'm not going to be bothered. Like we're, that's, we're not at that age where we can step back and not be involved with yeah. social media and podcasting and being out there. We have to infuse what's going on. So it gives me excited. You know, I don't get nervous. Like even when I came up here today, I was a little nervous, but in a good way. Nerves yeah. are good. I mean, I play softball every year. When I get to bat, I'm nervous every time yeah. I, I you know, I bet. And so that's you're good. F familiar with that feeling. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't scare you. No. It's like, oh, this is what I always feel. Yeah. And I know when I go up, I know I could think all the negative things I want to think. Oh, that I'm going to come up and do a podcast and it's going to be horrible and stuff. But, but you could just push. That's a choice that you make. You push it out and say, no, I know what this feels like. I'm nervous because it's something new. Right. And I always do well when there's something new, right? You say that, you, you affirm that in yourself. Well, that's your daily affirmations. Right. My daily affirmation is I'm in control of my feelings, and today I choose joy, you know? And I think it's really, there's a YouTube video that's circulating now about a little boy that says, I am blessed and I can do anything. He says, it, and, and it's great to start kids young with that. I, yeah. I think we need to really strengthen our youth with their mindset. I really worry about you know, how kids get so, you know, we wouldn't, you're against drugs, most parents. You don't want your kid right. to do any drugs. But yet these electronics are a dopamine. Yeah. It's, a, it's an instant effect, and the dopamine levels arise, and then they drop, and they lead to depression and anxiety and sadness. And then there's no self-reflection. There's no internal dialogue anymore. Right. The default for a child is TV, my games are they're always there's something always technical. Yeah, they need to sit and stare out the window on a long car drive. That's what I say. I say to yeah. them, when you're waiting for your ride to come for football practice, I want you to watch the leaf fall from the top tree all the way down to the ground. You know, watch the two squirrels chase each other. Like that yeah. to me is so important. That's my even that's my favorite mindset. It's just being, like you said, being present yeah. in yourself, like so many people. And I look at it with my son. I said to him, phone out of your room at 9 o'clock. Well, I'm doing good in school. It has nothing to do with that. Your bed is for sleep. You need to say, I'm laying down. I'm going to rest my thoughts. I'm going to go over my day. Right. I'm going to evaluate things I enjoyed or things I want to change. But you can't do that if you've got an earpiece in. You know, even my po I, I have a pot. Now we're on the podcast. I appreciate you want to hear me. But you need to yeah. turn me down and go to sleep. Yeah. You know, and I really think it's going to help my kids follow my journey. I really think that they're going to become um, people who want to also be on film and, and project positivity. I see them helping their community now. So for me, yeah, I love that. I think the youth can really capitalize on mindfulness. You know, we yeah. all can in right. our age group, but right. I really worry about our youth the most. Yeah, sure. And, and do you have any advice for somebody who has a young child and, you know, is there like a... 
is there a good way to start them off on on this process? Uh, it's actually a process for the parent too, right? Because yeah, yeah. you have to make that conscious decision. Where's a good starting point? You know, like uh, you, maybe you have a, a five year old, seven year old, right, whatever, right. and there's the Kindle and all these distractions. Where's a good starting point as a parent so that you don't get into one of those uh, confrontational? situations right taking the kindle away no you can't do that either right because then they're just going to focus on that you need to say i always say my husband you can't just say it's done and you pull it away it it because it's a drug you've just given them you have to say to them you have five minutes and i'm taking this away it's expectations i think kids need expectations of what's going to happen right so we if as a young mom i would feel that it's important to give your kids can't you can't not give them things because then it just creates the sense of urgency to have it okay so I was a mom that I was very into nutrition when they were little I made everything by scratch I never gave them anything sugary nothing like that and then my son would come home for lunch with other people's garbage and go can we buy this can we buy this (laughs) and then he'd go to a party and be at the Dorito bowl and like that would be it and I go oh you know what I'm doing I'm creating um a a panic to have it instead of just like dispersing it nicely yeah, right. and giving them modifications and things as important as a parent because we can't just say you can't because then it creates a sense of I'm going to do it when you're not looking. Yeah, right. So with my kids, it's expectations. We're going into a doctor's office. You're going to go up to the counter and you're going to say, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm here for my doctor's appointment. They're going to give you a form. I want you to fill it out to your best ability. If you're five, then write down your birthday. So to me, it's setting up expectations from a little kid for you to be self-governing, self-control, and to not be afraid to just talk to people. Yeah. Like, you know, when you go to, the, like I said, the food store yesterday, I was bagging and I had my son type in the number and like that's engaging him in life. Yeah. And then I say, when you leave, everybody wears a name tag usually in service industry. Connect with them. Thanks, AJ. Have a great day. And then AJ looks up at you like, oh my God, how'd you know my, like you have a name tag, but I've identified, I was in life right now in the moment and I recognize that yeah. you helped me, you provided a service and I thank you for it. Right. You know, so, right. That, to me, is where you need to be as a parent. Set expectations. You have to give them um, time to do things that's appropriate. You know, um, Like I said, I have a 15-year-old and 9-year-old, so I'm parenting two different groups right now. I have somebody who, at 15, I have to let him have social because that's where social is. Right. But I also have to say, have your friends over. If your friends don't know what your bedroom looks like, then they're not your friend to me. Like They should be able to know what your house looks like and what your world is like, not just over the internet or over the headsets because now they play a lot of these games headset to headset. Right. And there's no need for them to come over my house. And I'm like, but I want to make Tang and I want to have fun. And, you know, <laughs> I want to have, you know, I, Sunny D. I was, when I was growing up, I would want to be the Sunny Delight mom, you know. Yeah. But I, I want to have kids in my house. And I think that they like to come over because they follow me on my daily dose. A lot yeah. of his, my son's friends follow me on Instagram. Yeah, they know you're They know me and they you're follow friendly Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and that's what's great. So when I'm in their company... Someone's like, hey, Miss, you know, Miss Piccolo, come over and sit down with us and talk to us. So they see me as them, but yet they also see me as a parent, you know, right. but they see that I can come down to their level, and that's important, you know? Yes. And, and now how does um, the same thing translate over to, uh, you know, working um, in business? Like, you know, yeah. how, how does this same question apply, like, if you're, um, you're a coach and you want to, um, you know – engage with your your clients better well like i said ec- i believe in expectation over appreciation that's a big thing i have because i think when you have expectations um for my clients even in, let's say in real estate right now i have to say to them like we put an offer and we got it but we're the first step of this the expectation is this is the next step and then and i've had issues where people have 
decided they don't want to go. They've lost a couple houses, you know, and they're like, I'm not going to do this again. I go, you have to be in the fight. You know, there's going to be times in life where things aren't going to turn out for you and they're going to, but the more you retract and the more you get nervous and don't do it, nothing ever is going to propel for you. You mm. have to keep putting it out there. Yeah, this is good. You know, wow. I mean, you do, you do get to a point where you, deflation, I get it. You know, yeah. you feel like, God, I've tried to have a baby for a year. So not, and I know that that's a struggle. People have big struggles. I get that. Yeah. But through struggle comes strength. How do I learn from this? You know, maybe I should adopt. There, there are avenues for people to take when the road that they took is less traveled or done being traveled, you know? So I think it's important to always redirect, take a step back and to see where I can go next, you know? And why is this not working for me? And it, it's not always about what you're doing wrong. And it's not always about, oh, God smiting me either. It's just sometimes it's not your time yet. And then all of a sudden that time hits and you're like, oh, this is my time. Yeah. You know? So for me, like, this is now my time. I feel like I'm 43 and my kids are growing up and, now I'm starting to be, and all these things I've learned from being a parent and being married 18 years and being a homeowner are now accumulation of being able to share good things, you know? So I'm very blessed to be in this age. I don't think I could have had the same experience 10 years ago, you know? I don't think I would have given the same doses 10 years ago yeah. as I'm doing now. And maybe 10 years later, they'd be different as well. So for right now, I feel it's imperative what I'm t talking about for the world we live in, you know, where we just need to just be real and be open and give compliments to people we don't know and help people in certain ways. But in order to do that, Fred, you have to be present, which means you have to have your eyes open, you have to have your ears out, and you have to have your chin up. You know, everybody has their head down, which is going to make chiropractic a great career soon. I'm telling you, <laughs> if you want a new career, it's going to be in that. But Well, I, I have a theory that it's going to take a while, but my theory is that from people doing this with their phones, we're just going to adapt to it over mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And human evolution, like maybe 100,000 years from now, uh, humans are going to be shaped like that, yeah. and our eyes are going to migrate yeah. higher right. on our head so we uh, can see forward. And our thumbs are going to be the different point. I'm telling you, it's true. <laughs> right. It's going to look like an alien, but it's still going to be human. Well, there's a, the blue butterfly. You know, when I went to Hawaii, he's beautiful blue butterfly, but when he shuts his wings, he looks like an owl. Because oh, yes. after years of being yes. eaten, because he's so beautiful, he created the ability to shed, you know, close himself yeah. and become camouflage. So evolution's going to happen. I just want to make sure that it's, it's I can relate to my grandchildren. They're not little robots. You know what I mean? Like I keep the Thomas the Train sets because I want to be, you know, the grandma with the train sets. So yeah. I already think of myself later in life, and that's a good thing. Yeah, this is really cool about you too, and and I picked up on that. It just, I, I mean, I, I realized that a while ago. You, you're like, it's almost like your thought process is is not. It's timeless. It's like you you have the past, but you don't dwell in it. You take from it. You pull your strengths from it. And you have your focus on the present. And at the same time, you're aware of the future. Yeah. And it's like you are just always pivoting somewhat along the way to make everything line up. Well, not make. But try to make – right. well, at least it, it's almost create a create, flow that's yeah. going to lead me there. Right. right. So when we have a birthday, we put three candles on the cake always. And the first is to, you know, think about your past, um, reflect on your past. The second is to look at your where you're at your present and evaluate your present. And the third is to make plans for your future. I mean, you have to think of all three things in I life love that. because that's, that's who you are. It's yeah. not just you woke up and here you are. I mean, I've we all have trauma too in our lives, things that have happened. Mine were very young. I had trauma as a very young kid with a brother who passed away as an infant. And I think that 
gave me strength to be very independent. I've always been in, almost to a fault, friend. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. there are times where I'll be on the ladder, you know, clean, gutter cleaning, and I'm like, I'm not asking for help. This is crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm very big on doing things for myself, and a lot of that's for my father. You know, he was the kind of guy where... If you're going to get a car, you're going to learn how to change the tire, and you're going to learn how to change the oil. Now, back in the day, you could because there yeah. wasn't lug nuts that were put on from a manufacturer. But I was taught very early on to take care of myself. But in a phys- now I'm taking care of myself in a mental way more. You know, But I think that's something that comes from it within as you age. You realize what, is br- what brings you happiness, what brings you joy, and what brings you sadness. And to try to gravitate towards happiness and joy and how do I achieve that every day? And for me, it's affirmations. It's making a, a board, a visual board. So if, even for a three or five or six-year-old or 10-year-old, take out some magazines and let them see what they want their future to be. And it's going to change. It's going to morph and it's going to mold. Yeah. And, but it's good to have a, a focus point of what you want to be or who you want to be seen. Because I think kids don't realize that they are going to be a grown-ups one day. And then through that, they're going to be, especially now because they're putting so much out there on social media, they don't realize that that's branding themselves at a young age of who they're going to be yeah it's not right. a good brand it's just it's overexposure you know right. so i believe in being more like my kids i said don't don't put much out there as much as i'm out there every day kids and don't be i don't want them not to be like me it's positive i don't if you're going to put something out there make sure that it's positive right because it'll always come back to get you and you want good karma in the world you know i say karma is funny people some people believe in karma and some people don't people who believe in karma they see it firsthand sometimes it isn't strike you it's it, it's your offspring so you can do something really cutthroat mean and rude and i live a great life ha 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 and then my kid or my grandkid is suffering now my generational karma yeah because i believe in that you yeah because really, somebody remembers what you, you did better believe it. and they take it out on your kid yeah yeah or, or just the, the like i said the thought of life is i'm leaving a legacy behind i want it to be a legacy of goodness not wounds you know? yeah right so I, I always say to people, like, I would never, I was in a, a real estate thing the other day with a guy, and I said, he said, this is a dirty business. And I go, you know what, though? I'll always be clean at the end of my day. Uh, I love it, yeah. Like, you didn't you fall you're, into you're that. You're not putting my dirt on me, yeah. you know? Like, it's not. That, you know, that's an interesting thing. I could see a lot of people, it, that's almost like an excuse. Like, you, somebody give, that's somebody giving you permission that yeah. you want to twist it that way and say, yeah, you're right, it is dirty business, so I'm going to be dirty, too. Right. Because that's what everybody's doing. I might as well play in this, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't play in the sandbox with those same people you know I I just don't and I I won't now I said 10 years ago maybe I would have been different maybe I would have been fueled by different things or maneuver but now I see the ripple effect of goodness I'm like I'm gonna stay on this I'm not gonna fault from this I'm not gonna let things like I said when things happen to me I'm trying to learn from them instead of letting it dictate who I am and change my happiness and my joy you know I gotta try to and I have tough days I mean I'm not saying every day but I really don't have really bad days i don't let them get really bad i try to always find the pot like i'm healthy my kids are healthy my mm. parents are my grandparents are still alive in their 90s yeah. like it's insane so to me i always think of the good qualities as much as i have a bad day you know i don't get drowned in that yeah and i think that's really important is to always rise up you know and always see the beauty in your day yeah that's important and as a mindset coach um how do you i, I know that's it this is a deep question i'm not really looking for all the details behind it because you have to work with people and stuff but how do you how do you approach when well somebody has to approach you first probably they're gonna have to reach out and contact you but then you're going to start working with them how do you start it off and initiate things with them do you is it just you 
I think, you know, people have to be real. If the more real somebody is and the more they share and the more they break down their walls and let you in, the better you can help them, right? right. So it really depends on the person coming to me and what they want to share. Um, I'm going to give you an example. I, had a, I met a friend years ago. I was having a Super Bowl party, and I knew her for many years. I knew that she grew up with parents who were kind of hippies, and they didn't save a lot of money. She didn't have a, a lot of tools, let's say, because of how she grew up. But she's a good person. Parents are good people, nothing like that. Yeah. And I said to everybody, bring dessert, I'll supply dinner. And she came with a box of yodels that was opened. <laughs> she got hungry on that. But it was funny. Like, yeah. that was her, like, hey, this is my contribution. Yeah, and yeah. when she left, she took the box with her. Now, usually when you okay. come to a house, you... Yeah. But I didn't judge her because I knew that she probably didn't have the same upbringing or the same... And it didn't make her a bad person. She's not a, at all. It, but it made me understand why she brought the open box of yodels and why she took it with her. She didn't know the, the protocol. Exactly. Yeah. And that's fine. So I think it's really important to know somebody from from conception, not, you know, from their from their youth. Because yeah. adolescence is really, propel, it really teaches you a lot about somebody, you know. So for me, I had a father who took his lunch break to watch every one of my sporting events. He was always, wow. I mean, he, he, I'm sorry, he took his vacation time by hourly because he was able to do it at work, oh. to never miss my game. No you kidding. Know? Wow. When I moved out of my house, I was very young. I was, like I said, Miss Independent. My father would come and check my tire pressure. Like, I always had a very nurturing father and a very nurturing home life. So for me, I was built with that foundation of what the good stuff was, you know? Yeah. So when I see people, like, my husband's a very different upbringing. You know, he kind of was like, oh, you got your license? There's a spot in the garage if you have a car. My parents like... We'll s whatever you match, we'll match. Like yeah. it was a very much skin in the game. My parents. Yes. Like, we'll get you where you got to go, but you got to show effort and skin in the game. So I think that's important when you meet somebody to coach them. You really they have to be raw. They have to be open, and they have to share things about them that may be difficult and make maybe make them vulnerable. But through that, grow strength. Like if you don't share right. everything, and it's not about you can't be embarrassed about who you are either. Yeah. You know, you kind of just got to be like, this is, and it's not like your lot in life either. People can change. I always say, uh, it's hard. It's hard to change because you have to make every effort every day to have a different mindset. But I don't believe people can change. I've seen people change. You oh, know, yeah. Really, and I've seen it within my own family. People have really made changes. Yeah. Um, changes are hard to maintain, you know, it's, it's but it's, you got to put work into yourself. And right. a lot of people don't want to do that. So, yeah, so if I get into more mindset coaching, I think that would be the epitome is you have to be able to be open and raw, and I have to listen, and that's the beauty of being a hairstylist. I can listen all day long, right. and I remember, and I do believe that one thing will ripple into something else. So if you're open with me on the first session, and we can open it up, and then I can put together what I think would be best for you to fuel yourself. Um, some people can take big leaps, and some people need to take small stepping stones. Right. And they're both imp imperative to your life, no matter yeah. what you take. It just depends on you you the person and where you want and how fast you want that change you know some people are apprehensive some people look at their family and go well nobody else made it to college so i don't have yeah. a lot of people fall back that's uh, setting up a barrier yeah, right yeah. you're creating your own barrier yeah yeah you got to get out of i said it's a limited mindset you right. have to be able to say let me be the first or let me embark and yeah. and so i feel that, that would be imperative to people when they're ready for coaching you have to be open yeah you have to be yeah open. i i could attest to the vulnerability thing um i don't know i, I you know luckily for me i've always been pretty introspective and been able to sit with myself. Like I've gone camping by myself and literally sat in front of a campfire and just sat there staring at a fire and thinking. And I know that's very scary for a lot of people to do. Uh, for me, it's actually refreshing. 
and it's a way for me to take stock and and I get real with myself. And there's been times where I've oh boy, oof. When I get back from this camp trip, there's gonna be some digging in. But um, the one thing I learned about being vulnerable, I, I don't know where it happened. I think it was been a sl more slow progression. <clears throat> but I remember before that it was uh, more. I always worried about what people would think, so I would always gauge what I was about to say, and then half the time I wouldn't say anything because I wasn't sure of what I was going to say right. would be. And then I got to a point where I was like, this is no way to live. And um, I started being more vulnerable and just putting myself out. And, and what I learned about vulnerability is once you start doing that, you're being you. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about what you're saying. And then you actually start to have the attitude, not in a bad way, but like, I don't care what they think. Right. <laughs> I don't well, care what that person well, thinks. It. And this happens as you get older. Right, right, right. When you're in your 20s, yeah, it's, it, you're still guarded. I get it. But, uh, you know, having somebody such as yourself as, as a coach could progress somebody instead of waiting till you're in your 40s to figure this stuff out they can help you figure it out in your 20s and 30s if you have a career that you're struggling with connecting with people this is where this stuff comes in handy right, right? right, right. yeah and i always say everybody needs a coach i don't care who they are right, right. um steve jobs had one yeah you know that that guy was awesome just by himself and then he had coaches coach it's, it's important well because i say it, it teaches you it, it gives you just another perspective you know because sometimes you can yeah. get you know you think you're doing great like i do i think i'm you know i got things going on pretty well i'm, I'm so i'm adjusted pretty normally in some ways yeah. but it is good because somebody will put again will teach you something or pull you out of a comfort zone you thought you weren't even out of. But I yeah. teach my kids you also have to know your audience a bit too. Right. You don't want to shock people and then they they shut down. You know, so I think it's important to know who you're dealing with a little bit. Um, like I said, I deal with elderly, and so my conversations change based on my audience. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure that I'm reaching them in the right level and not overstepping or understepping or like you say make them feel comfortable but you have to really be authentic and raw to get moving in life yeah you know? and, and do you use intuition is it just kind of like you feel people out well or? i think that's a big hairdressing i do i yeah. refer back to that that's taught me a lot because i think people's just mannerisms and just their even i tell my kids all the time when you say hello to somebody you better have eye contact like, right. don't say thank you. You're no way. And I'll tell my, I'll embarrass you in front. No, try again. Wow. But, so, and people will say to me, wow, your kids are always like, and I'll say, when you go to a birthday party, this for instance, I want you to go right up to the birthday boy when you get there and say, happy birthday. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. I know he's distracted. I just want you to be, make sure that you were invited to somebody's event for their birth. And then when you leave, I want you to go up to the parents and say, thank you so much for having me. And that's always going to get you the invitation back because you're the kid that, Use the eye contact, use the social grace, and that's really, it actually shocks people, which is sad. Yeah. It's so sad how people are shocked by just good values now. Yeah. It, it, that's what makes me so sad. I'm like, this is just, one oh, to me, 101 life lesson is right. just, do you want to others what you want done to yourself? And, and give compliments to people who you don't even know, because that brightens somebody's day. And you shine brighter when you let somebody else shine. You know, I had a client the other day who came in, and I told her about a really good deal that I had. And she's an agent, too, you know, and she's above and beyond where I'm at. I mean, multi-million dollar agent. I'm not in her lane, her lane at all. And I told her about my really good deal that I just did. And her retort was to tell me about her huge commission check she had last week. Wow. Now, she could have just said, I had a great week, too, Danielle. I'm so glad we could share that together. Yeah. Okay. Right. You're mentioning your life. But she tried to overshadow me, and it made her look so 
muted to me, if that's a good word. Yeah. Like she just doled down. And I'm like, you know what? No matter how, I will never be you. I would like to have, you know, your success. But right. like I say, success always comes with what did you give up to get there? And what road did you take? Because I always say with success, I never want to get out of my lane. And I've done that a lot in life where I looked at other people and go, why not me? And why am I not there? I'm doing all the things right. And then you get out of your lane. And then before you know it, you are one of those people on the highway that just can't pick your spot. You know, I don't want to ever be that way. So I now stay in my lane. And if I come across somebody who challenges me, I try to think, why am I upset about what they said? Or yeah. why did it bother me that they said that? And it, sometimes it could be your own insecurity. A lot of times offense, um, although people are very offensive, it could be your own insecurity why you're offended. It doesn't. It, sure. Sometimes it's just somebody's offending you and it's just not nice. Yeah. But a lot of times it's your own insecurity why you're so offended by that. You know, so I'm, I'm mindful of, of making sure that when somebody offends me, I think about I'll never do that to somebody else is the first thing I'll think of because I never want to f make somebody feel the way that you made me feel. Right. And then I also categorize that person's hurting. I mean, if that, if that person can say to me, well, look what I did, then you're not successful. Although your numbers may say you're successful, in your life you're not successful yet because yeah. you can't give me that moment to shine. And why do you think that that person did that? It's a subconscious it's an thing. Insecurity, I think. They because they see your happiness, and to them, it's got to be an instant comparison. It could right. be even something sad. And I know people want to sympathize, right? I can tell you a sad yeah. story, and you go, "Oh well," I ha and that's great that you want to sympathize with me. But sometimes I just want to hear, "I'm sorry you're going through that," right? Or "I'm so happy for you, Danielle. That's fantastic." And yeah. that's it. Yeah. Just leave it. Yeah. We, you know, we over articulate sometimes. That's, a, that's an interesting one, and, and you know, I, I guess we could do some mindset stuff right here. Um, I, I, um, I'll do that sometimes, but only because I feel like I'm letting the person know I can understand them. Like I, yeah. but, but I realize I'm qualifying. There's no need to do that, right? Right. right. And that's, and I think not everybody does it out of a sense of being insecure. It's a doing a sense of being compassionate. Like, oh, I feel your pain. But sometimes right. I think we just need to say, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Yeah. Because the other person may take it like, what? Like, why is this person telling me about their yeah. their loss that they had uh, before, and I'm having this right now? Like, this is this is mine right. right now. And there could be a time frame that comes up where you can share your story, right. and it has a more meaningful impact to them. But that moment, all they want to hear is that they were heard, that yeah. they were validated, and that a simple, you're right, I'm sorry. Even, like I say to my kid, don't make excuses. Oh, my 15-year-old and his excuses for things sometimes. Just <laughs> you got to laugh, right? And, and he knows who I am. I'm just <laughs> back at you, buddy. I don't yeah. know who you think you're fighting with at this point. Know your <laughs> he, audience. You should know me by now. He thinks you're going to give up, maybe? But I, don't know. But I say to him, if you, you should be a trial lawyer. You're so good at coming back at things quick. But to me, it's not taking accountability. Just saying, you know, Mom, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God, son. Like that, to me. That's where the world needs to be. You yeah. know I'm right. I'm sorry. Yeah, th that's a big one too. Like adults too. You know, like at work or whatever, <laughs> you'll you'll make a mistake and then you feel so embarrassed. I, I I get it. You know, it's like you're supposed to know your job or whatever, and you know you defend. You somehow find a way to defend it instead of just saying, "Yeah, you're right. I, I totally messed that one. I guess I better go back and study that." thing or 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 go to take it's a class refreshing to hear that right yeah. it's <laughs> and then you know what and then if people were going to come and beat up over it you just took the wind out of their sails yeah. anyway it's like you just kind of like took everything that they had and it's like they well okay well um, that's like the self-deprivating it's important if you have to, to be that way because it takes the the power away from somebody else to tell you how you are you yeah. know so it, like, I think that's really important, and I try to really value that, to just say you're sorry and just be mindful when somebody speaks to you, not to have a great retort or a comparison story, just a simple, 
Thank you for sharing. Yeah. You know, thank you for trusting me with what you just said. And I really and and check up on that person in a week. Yeah. And say how are you doing and what can I get for you or how's it moving around? Because that to me is like the connective tissue. It's like you can't just have a conversation today. It has to bridge and it has to keep that ripple effect going of where'd you end up with that story? You know, not just sharing something with me. I want to know how it ended up and what changes did you make or or have you decided just to give up on it? I mean, yeah. you can give up on things in life. It is okay, you know. Yeah, but I, I, I like that, and I, I think I've realized that before, but never quite like um, filed it in the <laughs> file box. But there's been, you know, if somebody says something to you, like, "Oh boy, you know, I, I had a rough week last week," and then they just leave it there. Like they're t saying that for a reason. Right. It's not just because they want to express that one thing and then move on. There's something. There's another layer to this yeah. onion, right? Yeah. So if you could, if you could help them get to that next layer and and keep going with it, right? Ripple effect. Yeah. I like to use the onion as the. Yeah, that's good. But but yeah, you peel away, and and um, uh, I think that person at the end will go, "Wow, I didn't expect that from that person. Uh, they didn't blow me off, and you know that's a great way to connect with people." Yeah, you I know. think you have to keep up with people, you know, and, and especially it goes, if they share. Yeah, and if they share happy stuff yeah, too, like yeah. uh, like oh, I had a great week last week. Like oh, good for you, and then you walk away like oh, gee, nobody cares. I had a great week. Right, right, right. Tell me about right, it. Right, right, right. Why? Well, what what, what made it great? Think? Yeah, because what makes something great for you is different for me. So I want to hear what what was great for you. Right. You know? Yeah, and and you could even do it out of like your own selfishness in a way. Like, well, they had a great week. Maybe that's something I could do. Right. What what did you do? Because yeah. I would love to have a great week, right. you know. And so. maybe they changed something to make that week. Because, like I said, it could be the recipe. Some days are overcooked, and some days are delicious. It's yeah. a, it's really hard in life because consistency is not life's plan. It's just not right. Good. I point. mean, you can do something every year, the same vacation, and you're never going to have the same result. You're never going to see the same restaurants or do the. Never, ever, ever will life usually mimic. Bef the day before, the year before. It's very hard. Right. I think, I think that's great, though. I do, too. But people yeah. get wrapped up in that. Like, yeah. Why is it not consistent? Certain yeah. things you want to be more consistent. Finances are important to be more consistent yeah. than up and down. And in real estate, that's the hardest part. <laughs> but I think that that's really important to think about, you know. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's amazing stuff, you know. Right. So um, now, as far as your mindset coaching, um, it, do you um, how do you plan on um, you know reaching the audience and everything like that? Do you have any plans you know, for that? Um, God, what does it say? You make plans and God laughs, right? So my plan right now is to continue my doses um, to to the people who I think have liked everything and commented and really been a big catalyst in it to at the end of the year have a big party and celebrate. Parties are great. Um, I think it's good to honor people who have given their allegiance to you and have really put effort into making sure that your little dose, and like I said, it's a minute. It's not like I'm taking over your world. You can brush your teeth while watching me. You can, you know, don't have to even watch. You could just be, you know, it's just a hearing it, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see the people that have really reached out to me. And there's been a, a lot. Like they have, like I said, the kid from high school. It was amazing. He's like, I would never have thought 25 years later I'd be watching your doses. I mean, yeah. he's like a, you know, he was, he, like I said, quote, unquote, he called himself a nerd in high school. And I was like, Miss Jock. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't see myself that way. But that's how the different categories go. So now I'm connected with somebody 25 years ago that is sending me referrals now because they like my mindset and they like where I'm going. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. I been asked to do um, some kind of, um, like the podcast, and I was asked to do um, uh, 
when you speak, uh, like at a, I can't think. Oh, like of a motivation word. seminar? Yeah, or? something like, like or um, an MC. Sorry, like, oh. hey, would you MC an event for me? You have a lot of charisma and you can do things quickly. Yeah. So I'm open for anything. I love a spot on the View on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do. I love talking and I love putting topics out there to discuss at a mindful way. So this, to me, is a new bridge you've just created for me, Fred, you know, and I'm looking to see where this, that bridge leads me to another bridge, yeah, you know? Yeah. So to me, there's little stepping stones I'm building. I didn't think 300 episodes ago I'd be here or I would have touched so many lives. And like I said, so people can be quiet and not share with you, but people don't. They Instagram me or they, face, you know, they message me and say, you know, your poignant, simple messages just lighten my day. And right. just thanks for yeah, being absolutely. there. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, just thank you for that. And, and I'm in my community. You know, I, I live in a town where it's a small community. You know, you grew up in my same town. But it's a mighty town. You know, it is. And I feel like when I walk around now, people are going, oh, I see you. Oh, you're – and that's good because it's positive. Right. It's not like, oh, here she comes. Yeah. You know, like nobody wants that. Yeah. So I feel that I've connected with my community a bit more. Um, yeah, well, you also like you, you do those little commercials too. Yeah, my feature Fridays are great. So, yeah. I, like, I honor a business. I do a quick. I love puns and idioms. I think the way to get across to people is by humor and a little yeah, bit you're of levity. Good at, that. good at that. You know, I think that's really important. Um, I tried to be too corny, but you know, through corniness comes authenticity, and yeah. it comes rawness, and it comes right. like you know, like, so I like that. Um, that's probably where I would see myself, Fred, when the doses end, if I would probably continue doing my, my Friday features. Right. Because um, I think connecting with small businesses, giving them a platform to know that they're there and to utilize them, it isn't always big box stores. And we got to get away from, you know, with all the conveniences in the world we have. I was even saying, like, just driving down the road years ago, if there was somebody on the side of the road with their hazards on and the trunk open, you pulled over. Right. Now you're like, oh, I'm sure they have on-site assistance and they have a phone and, you know, or just from Easy Pass, you know, there's no, you're, we're connecting less and less yes. and less right. and less. You know, people are getting door dashed. They're paying $50 for a hamburger rather than going out, <laughs> making, going to the food store, making it or going somewhere. And you know, I just... actually had somebody tell me that they love, they, oh, that it was Domino's Pizza. So, all right, we live in New Jersey. We have the best pizza ever right. in this place, all right? And this guy orders Domino's. So I just took a jab at him. I'm like, you're ordering Domino's when you could go to, like, Joe's Pizza, whatever? Right. And he goes, do you know why? He goes, because I could go on this app. I could order it. I could have it delivered. I don't have to talk to anybody because I don't want to talk to anybody. See? And I said, am I bothering you right now? Right. <laughs> I'm like questioning whether you even want to be talking exactly. to me. And I was, I, I appreciate the honesty, but right. But wow. why? But why do you want to be like that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, all right, I get it. It's just ordering a pizza, but right. you're eating Domino's. Come right, on. Right, right. But I'm, the, I'm, I'm a little bit, um, a lot of my friends make fun of me because I'm very old-fashioned in a lot of ways. Like, I'm not Miss Amazon delivery. I'm still going to the store buying my toothpaste. Uh, yeah. And I also think we have to be mindful. I mean, you're getting everything delivered in a big a toothpaste in a big box and now right. it's just yes. filling the landfill like yeah. we have to be mindful we all think that we're helping but i think we're hurting sometimes too you yeah. know so i really believe that that's important to connect like in that way but you yeah. know people have to be connecting with people like i said you have to go out it's, sometimes don't get into the drive-thru i mean i'm not a big fast food girl but still just go up to the counter yeah and, because the less you do that and the, and now if you're that person and your kids are watching you not connecting and they're not seeing you and engage with somebody yeah then they're not you know people say to me all the time 
or, or people say, make sure you say thank you. Well, you don't have to tell your kid, make sure you say thank you. If you say thank you every time somebody does something for you. Just it, let that it percolate manifests, in. Right. Yeah. It's, it becomes part of like who they become because right. they're witnessing you, you know. Right. I think parenting is probably the strongest role you can ever have in life because you're really raising somebody up to be a citizen of the world, you yeah. know. And to me, I took it very seriously. Yeah. You know, I... When my kids came down the slide at a playground, I was there at the end of the slide. I wasn't talking to the mom at the corner. Right. And as much as it's nice to communicate with people, I want to be there for my kid's smile and his joy. Because a lot of times women can banter with things that's kind of like mundane and it's just kind of, you know, conversational, just blah, blah, blah. But we miss interacting with our kids. And you know how fast it goes. Yeah. You know, you have very limited time to really engage with your children. So. Even my 15-year-old, if he had a party last week, I said, I'll pick you up at 1230 and I'll pick up whoever needs a ride. Well, you're so nice. I go, yeah, I'm nice because I get the gossip on the whole ride home of what went down. <laughs> yeah. That keeps me current with his friends. It keeps me engaged with him, and he opens up with me. Wow. And at 15, yeah. they're like, your kid still hugs and kisses you? I go, you bet he does. Yeah. And I'm pre- now, we, don't, we fight, don't get me wrong. We have, our, we have our clashing heads. But at the end of every day, a hug and a kiss, or I'm sorry, Mom. He's very, very mindful to always fix things, which is important, because you can't make messes and just leave them. Which sounds a little bit like mom. Right. Right, Well, now I'm starting, well so this is funny. I brought, we go to Kate May for two weeks, and I said to Lex, look, I'm going to let you bring your girlfriend for two nights. And I'm going to drive halfway down the parkway, meet at Forked River at the rest stop, and drive back. I'm willing to give up time in my life to have her with you. And we're going over the Cape May Bridge, and he's like, can you put your phone down so you can see where I vacationed my last 15, uh, since he's a baby, we've been going. I mean, this is like his second home. And you hear your kid become you. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, can you just be mindful? And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) You know, he's like, can you just be present and put your phone down? Like, so I love that. Yeah. Um, Do I think that every day that's how much? No, but I know that it's in the back of his mind. I know that it's resonated in him. Right. And that when he gets to that next level in life, he's going to be like me and in a good way you know yeah. i want my kid to be himself but i want him to mimic this road i'm laying out of just goodness and yeah. prosperity to yeah. others and be mindful to help and you know he ran for student body last week and he didn't vote for himself and i'm like you didn't vote for yourself he's like mom why would i do that and I'm like, because you always have to he's like nope if i don't win on other people's votes then i don't win and i'm like you know what as great as that is, i wish more people were like you wow. it's true i wow. mean it's good he's very much he see, but it's also difficult because he'll see his other people's strengths and only his weaknesses. So it's important for me to show him his strengths and yes, to make sure right. he sees them. Yeah. Because in this age group of teenage and all, it's very easy for them to get negative and right. to and to be reclusive and to not, you know, be like that. So it's it's important for me that I see it happening when he's with his friends, and then he's starting to mimic this mindset and he's proud of me that's the biggest i mean when your kid's proud of you we always want to be proud of our kids yeah. but when they're proud of you it really is great feels awesome, yeah, yeah it feels awesome you yeah. know so i i'm very thankful in so many ways and my coaching i started with my kids at first it started with the dose right but i see my kids being coached by me daily they want to watch all my videos um my neighbors are always like make it a great you know my catch taste make it a great day you know you have you have to make it a great day it's your choice it's your choice right. you know and look <clears throat> not every day is gonna like i said consistency is not how life works but you have to find the joy within that day it may not be the whole day but when you lay down at night you should always think of three things that you're thankful for it could just be i'm thankful for this warm blanket in the pillow right now it could be my you know but it could be but you have to think of what you're thankful for because right. that's so important you know and i also think you know, average is a great quality, Fred. Nobody wants to be average. And I do. You want to know why? Because it makes me always strive 
to go more, and it always makes me look back of where I've achieved. You know, so when I look at housing for sale, we, we'll go around some areas, and you're like, oh, my God, look at these houses. I'm like, but somebody drives past my house and says the same thing about my house. Yeah. And somebody drives past a townhouse that lives in an apartment says the same thing about the townhouse. And so we all can learn from each other, and we all can find strength to grow higher, you know, as my... So I love average. It's kind of like my favorite thing to be. It's not a bad word for me. I right. love it because right. it keeps me earnest and it keeps me working at myself, you know? It doesn't be say, oh, okay, I've achieved this status and I'm good. No, I, I keep working at it every day. I know that I'm an average because even when you rise up to the next level of life, you're still going to find other people who are higher than you. Yeah. You're always going to. And it's important to know that there's balance in that average and it's a good quality to possess, so... I'm, I'm a big believer in, like, uh, my kids are average, and yeah. they're the best average kids I got. Yeah, you know, that's good, you know? I love it. Average, strong. Yeah. Average, strong. I know it seems uh, yeah. awkward, but it's how I really feel. I feel yeah. like we all need to just be humble to go, you know what? I can always achieve more, but people are always trying to achieve my status, too, and that keeps me at an average playing field. Yeah, and so. it keeps you humble. It keeps you grounded. Yeah, because that's important. Yeah. Danielle, I love I love the message and everything. And um, you know, how before we wrap up, how can people find you? And uh, was it that you wanted to offer online coaching and stuff? Yeah. Like that? However, how, look, if you found something I said today purposeful, if you like my energy, then by all means contact me and let's see where it takes us. And, you know, and they can find you on where? I'm on Facebook, uh, okay. Danielle Piccolo. P-I-C-C-O-L-O. I'm All my daily doses are public, so you don't have to friend me to find me on Facebook. You can go and look at all my doses. Instagram, I believe I'm Daniel Piccolo, Piccolo number one realtor is how it goes. Um, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, I can look it up real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Um, so, yeah, so if I've enhanced your life in any way and you got a takeaway from today, God bless and thank God because that's all I want to do is just leave an imprint of just goodness, you know, in life. Um, if you think you need more, then it's uh, it's a new territory for me too. And yeah. I'm in, I would love nothing better than than uncharted waters. Like let's dive in and see what we can do. So, yeah, with uh, so th that's great with your passion and everything. You you are this is right in your wheelhouse. Um, if people want to reach out to Danielle, uh, and you know you you're looking to change things up, maybe shift your perspective. Maybe uh, find out where your struggles are and how to um, how to look at them differently, and then go through those struggles. Right? right. You know, this this is a great uh, thing for you to do, so you can contact Danielle. I guess you know, shoot her a DM on Facebook or on yeah, on Instagram, absolutely. and uh, hook up with her. And you know, if you're like breaking into steel mace coaching or any or you know, a personal trainer or whatever, and maybe you're struggling with. Um, talking with clients and things like that this is another great uh way to learn how learn from danielle how to do that kind of stuff so uh hit her up check her out and uh before we go guys just want to remind you about uh our two sponsors it's adex mace and ongo energy spray ongo energy spray is a spray pump caffeine product you don't have to drink coffee. You don't have to drink a pre-workout. You actually just three squirts in your mouth, and it works almost instantly. So I like it because I use it before I do, like, heavy lifting or I use it on long drive. And, of course, Adex Clubs. You guys know Adex Clubs are most awesome adjustable mace that's out there. I think that these things were built by aliens and then <laughs> reverse engineered by the government. And it's just this super duper mace. Um, I'm, I'm going to be swinging one at the Vintage Strength Games coming up February 8th. Look out for that. 
Guys, thanks for uh, checking out the podcast. Thank you to Danielle for coming on, and we'll see you at the next episode. That was an hour? Yes. Yep. <laughs> 59 minutes. Say? 59 minutes.